Perhaps no company has evaluated and put into service as many alternative fuel and drivetrain vehicles as UPS. We'll learn about their newest truck in this episode of HTT Talks Trucking. UPS has invested more than a billion dollars over the past decade in alternative fuels and advanced technology vehicles. Recently, you've probably heard about large investments in battery electric package cars, but recently UPS added its first electric Class 8 truck to the fleet. I'm HTT Editor-in-Chief Deborah Lockridge, and with me today on HTT Talks Trucking to talk about this topic is Anthony Marshall. He's Vice President of Maintenance and Engineering for the Transportation Fleet. Before we start, don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Back after this. Scraper Systems by Right Height is North America's leading name for automated rooftop snow removal from truck fleets. Safely clear 24 inches of snow and ice in less than 30 seconds. Scraper Systems fleet plows help reduce winter risks, protect your brand, and get your fleet on the road quickly after a snowstorm. Machines are available to ship today. Contact scrapersystems.com for more information. Anthony, welcome to HGT Talks Trucking. Hey, Deborah, good morning. How you doing? I am doing good. Um, I don't know if you remember, but a few years ago, we recognized you as one of our emerging leaders. Yes, yes, it was quite an honor. So uh, it's, it's always good to see uh, those folks actually uh, becoming, emerging up in their careers and being industry leaders, and uh, certainly you've been doing that, so it's great to have you back. Thank you. So. Recently, UPS took delivery of its first battery electric Class 8 truck, uh, Freightliner eCascadia. Um, that's just the latest in more than 20 years of the company investing in and testing alternative fuels and drivetrains. Um, so tell us what kind of operations that you're using this truck in. Yeah, so Deborah, you know, first let me start by saying, you know, on UPS, we own one of the largest private fleets of alternative fuel and advanced technologies. So it includes over a thousand electric vehicles, and we are really excited to build upon that fleet. So receiving the first of 10 all electric E-Cascadia Class 8 semi-trucks puts us in the forefront of where we want to be. Um, for the Freightliner E-Cascadia, with it being amongst one of the first commercially available electric semi-trucks in the U.S. and the first electric semi-truck in UPS's fleet, um, we are very excited to take hold of that into our Compton facility. So that, that vehicle will be used in our normal operations, um, similar to any other um, diesel or natural gas vehicle class A semi we have and we're going to run that thing through the paces and really put put it to the test and see how things work out for us you know as the world moves further more we want to get to the point of carbon neutrality by 2050 for ups um, that's a big part of our plan and our strategy so what kind of i'm Range are we talking? You know, we know battery electric trucks. Uh, you know, that is one of the issues. Uh, what kind of mileage is it running? Yeah, so um, Freightliner actually advertises on their website specification is 220 miles, but we're thinking we're going to get an average of well, close to about 250. One thing about UPS business, um, we actually cube up for a way out, so the opportunity to run a little bit less weight, which actually stand the, the life of the battery cycle for us. And I understand that um, like driver training uh, can make a big difference and sometimes as well, and then them driving it the most efficiently possible. Yeah, most definitely. Um, the driver, just like anything else, right? So when you think about fuel economy and your traditional 
um, diesel or combustion engine style driver ability to extend, extend that actual MPG, in this case for electric vehicles, range is a big thing. So it's just a matter of just getting the drivers acclimated to the vehicle, getting them comfortable, letting them understand what the vehicle can and can't do, and allowing them to work naturally with the vehicle. So um, you've had it um, operating, what, a few months now? Yes, we have. So, uh, so, so what's, uh, what's the early feedback? Actually, um, a lot of good feedback. Um, we have a lot of good, good metrics saying that things are working the way it's supposed to for us. Uh, from an operation standpoint, the drivers love it. Uh, easy, the feasibility of the ability to drive it more torque, more accessible, um, things like that. Creature comforts that drivers like to have. The E-Cascade is full of features in it. So drivers are really, really excited about that. I know one of the um, driver complaints we've had over the years like with natural gas has been that they don't tend to you know, have quite that uh, get up and go, I guess, of a diesel engine, but that electric trucks are... Uh, a world different there. Oh, most definitely. You know, that, that whole concept of instant torque changes the whole avenue of how, the, of how those things operate and how the vehicle is utilized. Um, being able to have all that power literally at the, at the step of a pedal is immaculate for drivers. So what goes into these purchasing decisions? Uh, you know, how do you figure even the return on investment when you've got some technology that's this new? Yeah, so when we look at EVs, um, first and foremost, we need the right vehicle to match the operational need first and foremost. And then we consider where it makes good business sense to, to grow and scale. So that's always been our recipe for success for implementing new technology in the most beneficial way. So when you look at costs and things like that, we look at different routes, where we can gain from this. Um, we do a lot of extensive research before we actually purchase a unit. Uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of fantastic people working in UPS that go through all the documents and all the numbers and everything else to make sure it makes sense for us financially. So how is uh, buying or specking an EV tractor different from, you know, a diesel tractor? Actually, outside of initial cost purchase, it's pretty much the same. Uh, when we look at the Freightliner, we use Freightliner, for example, E-Cascadia, compared to their normal diesel or natural gas vehicle. The features and, and similarities are almost the same. The cab features, everything else. The powertrain, of course, is different but it makes it very much uh, similar in regards to that. Of course, the initial cost is a little more, but as time goes on and those become the scale, you'll start to see that cost come more in line with what we typically see now in our other vehicles. And, and this is in California. I know they have a lot of incentives and grant programs. Is that helping there? Well, you know, every little bit helps. Every little <laughs> bit helps. <laughs> Even for large corporations such as us, every little bit helps. So in there, anytime there's an opportunity for us to take um, advantage of those grants we try to in the most effective way as possible. Um, as we get closer to, you know, our carbon neutrality goals, every little bit that we can help build, get us there sooner, we take advantage of, for sure. Of course, uh, we've learned in the past few years that the charging aspect of battery electric vehicles is just as important, really, as the truck. Um, can you tell us more about what you're doing there? Yeah, so actually the infrastructure side, um, it actually takes a lot of work. So when you think about EV infrastructure, uh, not really available, you work well a lot with your local utilities, your state government officials thing, and those folks to kind of bring this stuff all together. Um, it takes a, a slew of people to actually make the infrastructure work the way it's supposed to. So when we go through our paces with our engineers and our groups um, internally determine where we can do that and working with the utilities as well and those officials, um, it's a very di diverse um, atmosphere as far as figuring out where we're going to deploy these vehicles. Infrastructure, of course, is going to be the biggest thing for anything to have scalability for us. 
And the more we get more acclimated to that and the more we do with those, the easier it'll be for a lot of fleets. So have, have you put in um, charging facilities out there or are you working on it or what's what's the status there? Yeah, so in our copter facility where the eCascadia is, we do have charges there for the vehicles. Um, as far as building it and expanding it, we are going to do that because, as you know, we also are a package car company as well, you know, delivery last mile. So we expand that, that facility as well to accommodate those as well. So we're going to continue to invest in infrastructure in EV vehicles. Anything in that process? Um, I know some fleets have said it's, it's a long process to get that planned and executed and work with the utilities and get all the permissions. Um, how long have you worked on it? Well, in general speaking, so UPS as a company, we've been investing in an alternative field for more than 20 years. Um, with the global fleets we have with over 15,600 alternative fuel vehicles, um, we understand how, how that process needs to work. So we have a lot of different um, folks to help with that process to get us where we need to be. So so you have a um, bit of a leg up there, no doubt, over somebody who's just going straight to, they've had diesel and they're you know getting an electric truck that's a, a bigger learning scale for them <laughs> absolutely and we also do it so when we do these things it's not just the benefit of ups we understand that there are small fleets out there that can't do the, some of the things that we do so we kind of help create that pathway for it as well and also lead by examples but what can the possibilities be for them as well yeah and, and that's i know it's a it's been as you said, long long history of alternative fuel vehicles, electric vehicles. Um, you know, about a decade or so ago, there was a lot of excitement about EVs on the delivery side. We saw some companies come and go. Um, how has the landscape changed since then uh, with with EVs? Well, when you see the EV market. Um, you see a lot of large players getting more involved with EV, um, not just on the Class A side, also on the package delivery side as well. When we look at that, um, a lot of OEM manufacturers are really putting their best foot forward and trying to create uh, solutions for that that lane that is being being asked of us to do. So we think about uh, sustainability goals and everything else and everything we want to do because we are you know committed to creating a sustainable UPS and most importantly sustainable world. All this stuff has to play into it. And as we always say, you know we can't do anything without the vehicles. So for the OEMs to step up the way they are and creating these different solutions and avenues for us to be able to do things we want to do is is very amazing for us. Yeah, I mean, Freightliner has lots and lots of experience with trucks, um, unlike perhaps some of the startups. But um, I understand that UPS had also ordered some uh, Tesla semi trucks. Any word on what's the status with those? So with Tesla, you, you're correct. We are committed to purchasing vehicles from Tesla, and we anticipate seeing those vehicles on the road in the United States within the next year or so. So as those vehicles become more available um, and we can get those operations, we will fully in, engulf into those. What other alternative fuels or advanced technologies are you excited about in the future, looking forward, or looking at, I'm sure that uh, UPS is researching what's out there and what's coming. So when you think about it, um, electrification does play a big role in UPS's decarbonization efforts. And we're focused on continuing to test, validate, deploy, and scale those vehicles throughout operations. Um, some of the obstacles, as you noted earlier, we face today are production delays and infrastructure support those charging stations. However, when you talk about renewable fuels or things like that, renewable natural gas is one of the ways we've been lowering our carbon footprint and utilizing those vehicles. 
So while electrification will play a big role in decarbonizing our fleet, um, RNG plays a big part of today's solution for us at UPS. Yeah, that's I'm, a lot of fleets feel a bit overwhelmed trying to figure out, uh, you know, where this this path is to uh, decarbonization. You know that you can't just go out overnight and switch all to electric trucks. That there are different fuels uh, like renewable natural gas. Um, any advice for fleets about you know how they kind of figure out um, how they're going to go down that path to zero emissions without too many detours? Yeah, so, you know, just speaking with fleets in, in general, you know, fleets have an understanding that there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all when it comes to all the different fleets and all the different types of transportation equipment that folks are using, whether it's port, um, on, on highway vehicles, whatever that looks like. So from a fleet standpoint, you always have to make sure you put your, your customer first and your decision-making process, understanding how that's gonna impact them as well. Because a lot of the things we do is for our customers and for our global economy and for the world for sustainability. So as you work through that process, just understand where those vehicles or whatever that technology may be, um, it's gonna work for you. You know, we always say, you know, just because one thing is good for one person doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna work for another fleet as well. So just understanding what your specific needs are and work through those, um, you'll have a recipe for success. Yeah, trucking is definitely not one size fits all. All right, well, Anthony, I think we are about out of time. So I just want to thank you again for joining us on HTT Talks Trucking. I'm Deborah Lockridge, and we've been talking to Anthony Marshall with UPS. You'll find out more about electrification on our website, truckinginfo.com. Thank you, Deborah.